and welcome to the official Madden League 20 podcast. I am your host, Dave Randlett, and with me this evening, your one and only Tyler Johnson. Hello, hello. And we have um, not a usual podcast, uh, probably not a particularly long podcast for you tonight, uh, but what we're, or, or today, whenever you're listening to this, let me uh, not leave those morning listeners out. Um, we, uh, Ty and I have gone through and just briefly updated the rule book, which you can go and see now. It should be live. And this podcast is essentially just here to go over what we changed. Uh, what we, a lot of it was mostly just updates. I don't think the rules have been changed for... Uh, maybe four years uh so it definitely needed a tune-up from the things that we've learned over the past few seasons here in madden and um aside from you know entering things here and there it really just needed to be gone over and so ty and i last week spent some time going over the rules and updating the rule book as needed as well as had quite a few discussions over maybe some more debatable rules that we don't know whether we're going to add or not Uh, We have some rules here that are potentially going to be added, but we're going to bring them up to the league to vote on. And so they may absolutely get uh, turned down. They may absolutely get voted right in. But there were rules that we thought were divisive enough to be presented to the league as a, hey, what do you think? Um, But aside from that, we, we, we we just tightened up some of the other rules. I don't think we really much um, that we weren't already doing. So without further ado, Ty, would you, uh, are you ready to go over these rules? Sure, let's do it. All right, all right, perfect. So um, one of the first things that we did is the old rule book said that we uh, we were 16 user league. We've now beefed that up to 24 users with three per division, and that is reflected in the rule book. So we now have a 24 user league. Um, Ty and I have talked as well. We are, um, you know, able to reduce how many people we have in the league. Like, if, if we were to lose some divisions, we can go back down to 18. We can go down to 16. We can do whatever we need to do as needed in the league. But we're starting off with 24 fresh users, and, um, and we're going to try to keep it that way. Um, Ty, anything to say on that? Um, no, not really. Excellent, excellent. Uh, the other thing that we talked about as well was um, one, one of the things we added to the rule book was pre-existing injuries have been turned off at the start of the file. That is something that just kind of gets overlooked and is assumed. But uh, after discussion, yeah, we, 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 we generally turn the pre-existing injuries off at the start of the file, uh, including last year even with the, the COVID restrictions um, where they just assumed the player was injured and out for the season. Um, all they did was, all we did was turn pre-existing injuries off, and we're going to continue to do that going forward, and it's reflected now in the rule book. Ty, you want to get the next one? Um, we got clarified hard cutoff in postseason games now. Instead of having it, um, kind of in the year on when we're going to play, what was the time that we agreed on? Was it 96 hours? I believe it was something in the lines of four days. Yeah, 96 days. hours. So if you're playing in the playoffs now, um, 
you know, regular season, you have a 72-hour window, which is three days to get your game in. We've now added 24 hours to that limit for playoffs. However, there is now a hard cutoff, so we're not sitting there waiting weeks and weeks for the games to get played. Um, yeah, so it's just essentially to keep things moving. Um, we, yeah, we ran into a couple have... issues where, okay, we, we were waiting around for nearly a week and a half at one point for playoff games to get done, and that's just not fair to the rest of the league who's sitting around waiting. And so, yeah, especially, especially now that we have 24 members, that's going to be even more people waiting. Right. So we got to make sure that the postseason keeps going. Yeah. So we we've added an extra 24 hours for you to be able to play your game. So you have a four-day window. But at this point, if you can't get it in that four-day window, then that game will either be uh, awarded to the player who is more available or simmed right through. Um, and and it will just keep the postseason moving along. Following that, we added uh, the <laughs> a silly rule, but one that we figured can be allowed. Uh, you are now allowed to super sim against the CPU in the preseason if you so desire. So if you just want to play through the moments in the game, uh, it's preseason. Nobody really cares too much. And so you can now super sim through the preseason game if you'd like. Um, kind of a minor thing. Um, generally, people want to play through the game, test out their new players, test out their roster, and fiddle around with things. But we have at least presented the option to super sim. I know there's been a couple times where I've been in the middle of a preseason game, something comes up, I've got to bust through it quicker than expected, and I've, I have just super simmed past uh, portions of a preseason game. So we're just putting that in the rule book to say, hey, you know, you can do it in case there's any question about it. Uh, Ty, you want the next one? Alright, we are uh, officially putting in the slug draft in the rules, even though we've been doing that for a while. It actually didn't have a mention in it, so... Yeah, there was nothing about it in there. there. Yeah, and so... After... Go ahead. Uh, after that, we've got the players aren't allowed to switch uh, the safety linebacker position regardless of player history now. Yeah, that was... Wanna the... go into detail on why we made that decision? Yeah, yeah, that was uh, somewhat of a big one. Um, so there was a couple instances, actually two or three instances, where I was getting messages from players who were saying, hey, you know, I've got this player on my roster who plays safety, but in college he played linebacker, and and this happened several times. And it's it got to the point where it, it, it was a bit of a sensitive situation. So if I said yes to one player, I would get four more questions about other players. And yeah. then I was just, it, it felt like I was playing whack-a-mole with all these, hey, but he did this in college, and, you know, uh, uh, then, I, then I was going to be asking if I could play Edelman at quarterback. You know, it, it just, it, it, it was... It was getting a little bit silly with all the different PMs I was getting, and so instead of dealing with all of that, you're going to have to play the, the position that Madden put them in, and I'm sure there's a reason that they were put there. Now, I'm not saying Madden is always right. It isn't, but it's, a, it's quite the headache, and it is quite a sensitive issue for us to have to cherry-pick players based on where they played in college. Um, you're gonna play. You, you can if you if you have, for example, a safety playing the linebacker position, you can sub them in uh, in the depth chart. But but as far as moving player positions around, 
specifically at the safety and linebacker position, which we all know is a sensitive spot as it is, um, and there's a reason why there's a rule in place to avoid that being um, cheese in a way. Um, we're going to say no. No players are allowed to make that switch based on their previous history. If that's where they are in Madden, that's where they have to be used. Uh, anything you want to add, Ty? Um, nope. You pretty much hit it, uh, hit all the parts of it. Okay, yeah. Uh, moving on, we are buttoning down on CPU stats. This was uh, one that was requested pretty heavily in the rule suggestions. So previously, you could get, uh, I believe it was 250 yards uh, versus a computer twice in the in the uh, regular season against the computer. You were also your skill position players could uh, score three uh, touchdowns. So against the CPU, we're reducing skill position players to two touchdowns and 150 yards against the computer for skill position players. Um, that's the, like it looked like it was really cropping up in the wide receiver running back department. Uh, and so, yeah. so we're just, we're just, there's fewer CPU games, so it's not going to be a problem, but just to make sure it isn't, we've also cut a hundred yards off players and we've taken a touchdown away. So in your, in your five or six CPU games you're going to get during a year, you're not going to be able to just throw, 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 run, run, run with those same players to try to win an award. Um, instead you're going to have to keep those players really in check. Um, of course, with the rare situation where if a computer is winning and you have to just exceed that by a small amount, you can obviously make that case, and uh, generally I'd be more favorable to that, but that has to be a rare occasion. And also, we, we won't take the benefit of the doubt if you don't have a stream of it, since streams are 100%. required... We'll, we'll always go in and give it a quick look and see. You know, if it's the last play of the game in overtime and you go over then okay that's understandable if it's if you're going over in the second or third quarter yeah well you got a big lead that's that's a different story yeah yeah absolutely uh ty do you want to talk about this this next uh this next rule which was one that was actually already imposed but it was not put in the rule book yet yeah we've got the the sack limit rule um versus the cpu exclusively um once you get three sacks it's kind of your responsibility to um, either bench the player or put them in a position where they can't get another sack. Because if they get to four, then that's going to result in a suspension. Because uh, there are certain teams, CPU teams, that uh, don't have good lines. and It's, it's a really easy of... stat to abuse. Like, it's really easy. Yeah. Yeah. So just like how we're trying to cut off with offensive, you know, if you have three sacks... You know, rotate in your other guy, go to depth chart, put in, move some people around. Right. You know, we don't want to have these six, seven sack games versus the CPU. Right. And again, I think these these limitations are going to be minimal anyway because you're not going to be playing that many computer games. Yeah, exactly. Um, They're going to be there as essentially breather games in between the more intense user games. Um, and if you're playing a human and your, car- your your player has five sacks against the quarterback, good for you. You should be rewarded for that. Against the computer, uh, we all know it's not as di- not as uh, difficult to do that. Um, and and the more we play the game, the more custom we will be to abusing the uh, weaknesses of the CPU. And so these rules are just there in place 
to help keep things in check. And I will stress that these two rules will be uh, enforced pretty vigorously. I'm not going to be sitting there giving people freebies. If you violate it, that player is getting suspended, and we're just going to move on. Um, that, and, and that's where it is. Uh, next one, if you, we have added, if you receive an ability for a player that just clearly does not match that player's skill set, and I will stress that it has to be like a clear, kind of an obtuse ability that does not fit your player, uh, you can, you can ask a commissioner to have a chance at a re-roll of that ability. Uh, Ty, I think you have a good example of this, something that happened to you a couple files ago. <laughs> yes, two years ago, Kyler Murray got the uh the arm bar or the well, the trucking ability yeah and he had 12 trucking yeah so, so situations like that yeah. that's what we mean if, if you have a player that yeah. clearly doesn't uh doesn't play that role for your team or for any team and there's no history there uh kyler murray is not trucking linebackers and uh so that would be a case where he would be eligible for a re-roll and by we will we mean we are literally going to go into the player close our eyes pick an ability at random and if it's a different ability there you go so nobody's picking hand picking abilities for players um Another one I had last year, I had Sony Michelle, who was my lead back and was kind of a workhorse for a while. Uh, never in the kick return game, I may add, and they gave him better jukes on kick returns. And we didn't have this rule in place, and so I had to deal with it. And uh, after working to get him up like five points to get an ability boost uh, as my lead back, it was really kind of uh, <laughs> frustrating to essentially have a wasted ability. I, his last year on the team with me, when he was basically not the starter at that point, I threw him in at kick returns because I said, hey, what's the, why not? He has this ability. Yeah. But I would have loved a re-roll for that. Um, so, yeah, it has to be clearly, clearly, uh, you know, something that does not fit the player or his use. Um, Ty, would you like to go over the next one? All right, so the next one is about uh, the dev opportunities where uh, we can get versus a CPU. Knowing that the X-Factor ones likely uh, have us break some of the rules that we have, um, you, know, you may exceed the limits to achieve the dev upgrade, uh, but we ask that you send a picture to one of the commissioners mm. of that event that gives it to you so we can confirm and make sure that's not a suspension. Yeah. So... And the good thing is is we'll have – you have an opportunity before and after to take a picture. So if you do forget beforehand, um, I'd, I'd suggest to take it just to be safe. You know, Madden, you never know. But yep. uh, if you send us a picture, you'll be okay with – violating what you need uh until or i don't know uh, violating the stats rules to yeah. get yourself that ability yeah yeah and i mean this is like i said this is another situation where it's rare uh only because you have fewer cpu games but in those instances where you have a dev opportunity and you're going to go over the stat limit to get it as long as you take a picture of that you're fine like as long as we know that you're not, not just stat padding that's cool. And, and we, we'll be able to have proof because we'll be able to see the dev upgrade on the player anyway. Um, but uh, just send us that picture. It, it would make our life a little bit easier just to move on and carry on. Um, another, uh, another rule that we added that we don't think is uh, going to be too... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not disastrous, but 
I don't think many people will have an argument with this. Uh, contracts for players that are under 85 overall are limited to a four-year deal or less. Uh, so often we see these 69, 75 overall players getting these seven-year cheap deals. And, um, I mean, I've done it occasionally, uh, but it's, it's exploiting the game and it's not very realistic. Um, you do not often see players get huge, monstrous Mahomes-type contracts when they are practice squad players or they are fourth stringers but hey they have high speed or hey they have really good strength so I'm gonna sign them for a long-term deal and they're gonna be a project player realistically maximum that player is getting a four-year extension um, they're not getting a seven-year six million dollar deal like it's not happening in the real in the NFL uh, unless your name is uh, um, his name avoids me <laughs> the quarterback of the Saints that you love. Oh, Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill. He got that ridiculous contract for the team there. Well, yeah, but that's only because you could void it the next year. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. But you can't do that in Madden, so you can't do it in the league. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Once they add that, we'll, we'll go back and relook at this rule. Yeah, yeah. Once they add that feature. Um, yeah, plus Mahomes got, what, a 10-year deal? Yeah, he got a 10-year deal. I, uh... Um, because yeah, I, I looked through when we were talking about this, and there really are only a handful of six-year contracts that have ever been given out, like, uh, that are ever. currently out there. Ezekiel Elliott's one of them, but generally five years is the maximum of deals that you see. And then, again, nobody that's under an 85 overall, you ever see them get more than four. So I think this would be better for the league and make uh, roster building a little more conscious and a little less gamey. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Because I mean, every time I see one of those contracts, it just it does feel gamey. That's yeah. a good way to put it. Oh yeah, it, yeah. Um, so yeah, we put that one in there as well. Um, little housekeeping stuff that we have added. Um, so there's going to be a limit to 50 X factors over the entire roster, like over the the NFL roster. 50 X factor players total, 100 superstar players, and 500 stars. So between 18, uh, 24 teams, there can there will be 150 either superstar or X Factor players, um, just to just to contain the inevitable bloat that can happen, like it did last file. Ty, you said there was crazy amounts of X Factors by the end of the file, right? Yes. By the time we ended, there were 120 X Factors and 160 superstars. Yeah, that's just so. How many players I, I in the league like, are truly yeah. X factors? Like, come on. Yeah, yeah. So we we were talking over the ways that we wanted to go about this. Originally, I was on the boat of uh, having seventy five X factors and seventy five superstars, but we came to the conclusion that an X factor has to really, really be something important. It has to be something that you have to work for and you really have to maintain. Yep. Because just like in real life. Uh, every year in Madden, there are players that lose their X factors because they have a good, se uh, bad season, and we should have a living, breathing league just like that. Yeah. So we've upped the amount of superstars that are allowed just so we can have more of those out there. Sure. But it also means that X factors have a legitimate, true value and have to actually work to keep that status instead of uh, forcing it and their first two seasons and then kind of letting them go away because that was something that was um, a real big issue last year 
uh, was looking through a lot of stats, and there were a lot of players that by year three, <laughs> they yeah. didn't really get much uh, focus because once that dev opportunity came, then it became, all right, who's the next player I'm going to build up? And right. now with uh, us adding regression and having limits here, the how players are going to grow and uh, decline is going to be a lot, be a lot more fluid. Game. Yeah. Um, the other thing that one of the points that I had made when we talked about this was, I mean, you go from 125 X factors, which is ridiculous. Like X factor is like yeah. the premier player in an, in the <laughs> yeah. NFL. Um, with having 50, you're really looking at what two per team in a 24 uh, user league. So that's averaging about two per team with someone. I mean, obviously the CPU may have some as well. So you really want these players to be uh, special and pillars of a franchise. Uh, and then your superstars are truly your your stars, your 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 huge playmakers that aren't necessarily the best of the best, but they're top tier players. And then stars are your up and comers and and the ones that are trying to develop. And then obviously normal the rest of the way. Uh, Ty, you did mention, however, that we should see a significant amount of regression after the first year. Um, mostly the second year actually, because uh, we originally start with. 50 X factors and 75 superstars. So we bumped it up to by 25 more superstars just to kind of add a little bit more without being too restrictive of it. And we bumped so, it stars, I believe as well. Yes, and the stars we bumped up to 500 and from the 250 for that um I think it's from 400 actually. Oh, okay, uh, okay. 400. Yeah. Yeah, so it's still a lot no matter what. But the reason for that is because we want it, you know, regression is something that's going to be really healthy for the league and uh, going to give it a lot more of that uh, realistic, you know, star rise and fall. But right. also, we don't like, you know, we don't want someone that's a superstar one year to be a normal dev next year. And if your guy drops and has a bad year, uh, the furthest he'll ever drop is a star. So right. you'll always have an opportunity either through uh, in-season opportunities or end-of-season, you know, awards or by stats to be able to get that back. So you're always one upgrade away from getting those abilities again. Yep. So if you, you know, for example, if I had Buda Baker and he had a bad year, maybe he got hurt or maybe he just didn't get much focus and he drops to a star. You know, the next year I might have an opportunity to bring him back. Yeah. So This would be a great opportunity to have like a good graph to show people. Obviously we don't. But I mean, yeah. you've got a total well, of right six <laughs> You got a total of 650 players that are not normal. Now, out of that 650, 500 are stars, 100 are superstars, and then 50 are X-Factors. And I really feel like that that really reflects the NFL, and all the rest are normal. Yeah. So, I mean, you really you want to reward those X-Factors, and it really shows their value by only having so many. And then the superstars, I, I, I just really like this balance. I think it'll work out well. And then you have the 500-star pool underneath, so your players that are or were legitimately good, if they regressed, you know, they're not going to fall down to normal dev. Yeah, so if you have that guy that you've worked on, like you have that draft pick that he started as a normal dev 70, then you then you get him up to a superstar over the years, and then you have one bad year and he drops to a star. You're yeah. still getting the, the star benefits, and you still have the opportunity to get back up again if that regression does hit. Right. And same thing if you're older, if you drop, you know, maybe you're 31, but sometimes players have resurgences. You have another great year. And then when you're 32, you get back to the superstar, you know, yeah. it's allowing more of that to where, um, 
it's less stagnant, but you'll still get rewarded if you play well. It won't be too much. The regression won't be as much of a punishment as it probably could be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, that moves us from the first portion of this podcast, where those are those are the updates to the league rules. Uh, again, real quick. So we've updated the league from 16 to 24 user league, three per division. We have ter- we have added to the rulebook pre-existing injuries are turned off at the start of a new file. We have clarified that there is a hard cutoff for postseason games where you have four days to play them before we move on. We have added Super Sim being available versus the CPU in preseason. We've added the rules for the slug draft. Uh, we have clarify that players are not allowed to switch from safety to linebacker position regardless of their history in real life. Uh, Skill position players are limited to two offensive touchdowns and 150 yards versus the computer opponents. We've also added the the, uh, three sack limit rule against computer opponents. Uh, If you receive an ability that doesn't match the skill set of the player, you can approach us about a potential re-roll. Does not mean you'll get it, but there's a chance. Um, We have brought up that if you receive a dev opportunity uh, for a player against a computer opponent that causes you to exceed the skill limit position uh, rules that we've added, then you can send us a picture of that and it should be no problem. We have added that contracts for players under 85 overall are limited to four-year deals or less. Uh, And lastly, we we, we talked over uh, the X Factor Superstar and Star Dev Player Pool, how many are allowed for each. Moving on to the next one, this is kind of, uh, I guess, Ty, more your section. This is you, you brought the majority of these rule ideas up to me, and, uh, and we've had quite a bit of discussion on them. And these rules, uh, based on our discussion, we really felt like we should ask you guys to see what you think. Um, some of them we like, some of them we don't like, and some of them we liked at the start, and then when we talked about them, we liked them less, and some the other way around. And so these next set of rules, there's four here that we we're going to talk about. And um, then the day after I post this podcast, I'm going to make an announcement uh, in the Discord for the league to vote on. And they may all be turned down, and that's okay. They may all be voted through, and that's okay. Um, but we felt that before we presented these potential rules, we would have uh, an open dialogue on our podcast in kind of this conversational form so you guys can better understand how we feel about them, where we're coming from with them and uh, and then you guys can make your assessment and judgments and decisions and discussion in the chat, whatever you want so yeah, Ty, take it away Alright, so uh, the first thing is since we uh, already talked about the X-Factors superstars and regression and all that we'll segue into the rule about uh, that and I want to we we forgot to include that we are allowing um, users to have one veto in the offseason right. to uh, deny a regression like for example if I had a bad year with Kyler Murray and he regressed to a star I can use my veto to bring him back up to where he was because regression in Madden is uh, it's not perfect far from a it's far from a perfect system and you know there are going to be players that unfairly get regressed that's gonna happen so we're having a very uh, small amount but a certain amount of input that the users can have yep. you know if you have a guy you're paying 25 million and you really don't want him to regress you can use this veto on it now you get um, you get one veto for the whole file 
to start the off. Whole file. So be so be very uh, it, selective. It only happens now, once. Now, what this rule we considered was as a way to um, encourage consistent uh, content creation. Um, we considered every two seasons allowing another veto to users who um, produce content through those seasons. Right. So if you're if you're so, if you're producing stuff for the league, and we have that content creator badge in the Discord, if you get awarded that for obviously quality content that you consistently bring to the league, I, I think we have like three content creators that we give out every at the end of every season, or at least I do. Um, if you get that, you get a chance for an, another veto. Yes. Um, we, we might consider, uh, increasing the amount of content creators, mm -hmm. but that would be probably the route we go as a way to, uh, encourage people to do that. And then also we'll make sure that you can only get one every two seasons. So the same people aren't getting one every year. Right, yeah, you have a gap uh, between, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a way to, because we wanted to find a way to add potentially more vetoes without, like, oversaturating it, but also having it be something that was good for the league. So the idea of content creation being rewarded in-game, you know, it's always been tough trying to find the rewards for content creation that's um, yeah. meaningful but not overpowered, you know, over too rewarding. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this is a uh, good medium to encourage people to create their own content and give them a, a little bit of praise yeah. and reward for what they were doing. Yeah, and I mean, you're looking at, if you get one to start the whole file, and then every two years, you have a chance of getting one additional veto. Now, realistically, I mean, we're playing six or seven seasons before the next the next Madden. Um so you're really realistically looking at a total of three vetoes, maybe four, over the course of a whole file. And this is only to save a, your your dev from regressing from one to the next. That's all this veto does. Um, however, Madden's still going to be Madden, and we're going to have to deal with some stupid regression. And if you want to save your vetoes for a player you care more about, then you're going to have to tolerate some regression that you may not agree with, but... We still have to accept the game for being the game it is, and um, yes, uh, and so that is that is the first rule that we're, we're going to propose in the announcements as something you guys can vote on. You may say no, screw this. We'll have the one veto and just move on. If you think that the uh, if you think that content creation should be rewarded in that way, then vote yes. So it's it's up to you guys. We've talked about it and gone back and forth and said, you know what, it'll be better to take to the league. And another thing we did agree on that uh, we forgot to mention before is also that um, the way regression works, they in-game, you can regress two levels, but we agreed that that's a little excessive. So if mm. you do have a player during staff week that loses two, um, especially because either loses two or then gains one and then loses it right away, we will go in there and fix it for you. Yeah, yeah, and it's just stupid. It'll be basically a free veto, quote unquote. But um, yeah, if if it's dumb mechanic Madden stuff, we're not gonna punish you for Madden being poorly coded. Only there so, are very few players that fall off cliffs, like Trent Richardson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for and, example, and even then, like if if they're really gonna fall off a cliff, they'll they'll regress again the next year. Right. So you know, like it for for the sake of 
consistency and then you know as like i said sometimes you'll get rewarded super bowl week and then lose it the next week although ty hear me out that i'm just i mean we're having a dialogue here what what if you have a player that like has like this catastrophic 47 week injury and he loses two (laughs) devs at the end of that season do you just leave the two like he's crippled basically (laughs) what do you do there i <laughs> next question. <laughs> next question. All right, go on to the next one. All right. So, um, shoot. Now you distracted me. What is Sorry. our next one now? Well, I whichever. Forgot. There's a there's a oh, few oh, juicy ones here. Wow. Whichever one you want to do. All right. All right. I'll I'll save the juiciest one for last. Okay. 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 So this one's gonna take a little bit of expl- explanation, but please work with me because I feel like once it's all done, we'll all agree this is probably for the better. So free agency is something that uh, the way Madden currently has it isn't the most user-friendly way. And I'm sure we've all seen that um, a number of people will wait until the final five minutes to place their offer and not place offers until other people have placed theirs. And um, to me, it's always felt kind of, you know, like before I've said about a few things, it felt a little gamey. You know, there's no, uh, a cornerback isn't, going to be in the elevator going up to the office to sign a contract and then at the last minute a GM from another one breaks through the top and goes here sign this contract right away the week's about to end and then they do you know ring 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 yeah (laughs) my phone line's going off the hook yeah you know that's not what happens and normally you see players are in talks with another few teams near the end but that's about it yes yeah, and it, we also noticed that people that made their offers early, either because they had to go into work or because just they wanted to put offers out there, there was a disadvantage to people that showed their cards, and there was a huge advantage to people that waited until the last minute, because not only could they get the higher offer, but the other person didn't get a chance to counter it. And that was a big part of what kind of felt a little wrong about it. So this, uh, I, I call it the free agent sniping rule. And what it is, is if you want an offer on a player that someone else has an offer on, you have to have a bid before the final hour of that, week, uh, that day of free agency. So like say I have an offer and Dave has an offer for Cam Newton, right? And under the current rules, um, Sam could come in at the last minute and make an offer and then take them, and we don't have a chance to do that. If we have everybody that wants that player have a bid before the final hour, that still allows a window to where they can compete with each other and then they can bid and they can raise it. But it also doesn't mean there's going to be a third or a fourth or a fifth party that comes in at the last second and takes that player without the other ones getting another chance to adjust their contracts. Right, right. And so this is just giving giving those players in the last hour, basically you're locked in with the, the last the players that had already offered. So there's no like, oh shoot, out of nowhere someone has jumped in and, uh, and everyone else feels a bit cheated out of it. It also prote- protects to some extent uh like my people from like the commissioner like myself who advances it every free agent from jumping into a bid last second uh because i control when advances so it helps negate that a little bit um so yeah you guys are free to vote on free agent sniping as far as imposing this rule um 
curious to see where you guys go with this one because I feel like it's 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 truly an interesting um, proposition. And Ty came up with it, and I was like, well, that that definitely I could see that working. But I could also see people saying, you know what, the system that we have was fine enough. So it's up to you guys to decide on that one. Um, yeah. Anything else to add to it, Ty? Um. Yeah, I'm. Well, I uh, would love to get input on it and any more ideas on how to uh, how to make this as user friendly as possible it would be great. Because I know I know there are a number of people that have felt like they've missed out on guys for you know they couldn't be around. Yeah. yeah, that like they couldn't be around or they didn't like again if if you're not able to be there at the last second, then you're kind of at a disadvantage. But if you have this hour window and then you say see okay. Nobody has offered for um, Richard Sherman, and there's an hour left, and I've got I'm the only one offer on him. I can rest assured that he's going to be mine. That's right. basically he's on the plane, he's coming over, he's about to sign the contract now. Picture you of know, him at the airport, type nope. of thing. Yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> with Larry Fitzgerald. <laughs> <laughs> Some yeah, say he's at Logan right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was one thing that, you know, also, again, it, it kind of encourages people to kind of show their cards. Because just like in real life, in free agency, uh, there are times where, oh, these teams are looking at this player. And, you know, there's no surprise out of nowhere, the last, you know, last second offer that comes. Because the, the arbitrary cutoff of advance doesn't make sense, you know real life wise so i would be interested to see if we pass this and what it would do for free agency yeah i'm curious to see how it works out too uh another did one just, what's that oh, oh do we just have one more or is there one that i'm not remembering i'll cover the next one and then you can cover the last the last real good one okay all right so the only the only other one that i have to add that we we figured we let you guys decide on um is Kaepernick in free agency. So he's an 81 overall quarterback right now, and it's been quite a bit of time since he's played. I believe since the last the last time he was in Madden, he was between a 74 and 71 overall quarterback, and so he's done nothing but aged four or five years, and he's an 81 now, um, which is better than a lot of the current starting quarterbacks. So what I'm pro not proposing, but just throwing it out there to you guys is... Uh, do you feel that his overall should be lowered manually? Should we leave him as he is? Uh, he's old enough that he'll regress in a year anyway. Um, I believe he's 33, 34 years old at quarterback. Um, but there's definitely a case to be made that his overall is quite high for his current situation. And so, go leave it up to the league to vote. Should we edit his overall and maybe reduce all his throwing stats by five points or whatever you want to do? Um... Leave it up to you guys as far as if it's a, if it's a rule you guys not really a rule but something you want us to do before we start the file, uh, or after we start the file. Um, aside from that, Ty, you get the last you get the last good one. All right, this is the we've been the hyping this one. one up. Oh, we have play call limits. It's been something that um, a number of people have requested, and we tried to test it out at the end of the last season. But that, you know, with everyone uh, wanting to take a break for a while, they never really got to the point to where I really got to test it out. So I've talked, it was the most requested rule in the, the rule requests. Um, 
the proposals and uh, I've talked to a number of users that have had experience with it and nobody could agree on what the best way to implement it was. Um, every input that I've gotten from somebody, they had different suggestions. I've, try, I've played a lot of games myself, trying them out and trying to see the pros and cons of it. And originally I was pretty pro uh, uh, the limits, but the more I experimented with it and the more I tried different combinations, the more I realized there are a lot of uh, unforeseen consequences of it. The biggest issue is that we can't decide between limits on offense or defense. It's universal. Um, yeah. So to limit offense, you have to extremely limit defense. And if you give defense some breathing room, you don't limit offense. So it's this kind of, you know, one side is going to have to get either, like either defense is going to get really punished uh, play calling wise or off, or it's going to be just null and void and kind of defeat the whole purpose of it. Um, and I know a lot of users have told me that they, they play a defense of you play it one way, you, you pick a play and then you adjust from there. Mm -hmm. And they, you know, and a number of people have mentioned that and how they wouldn't like this. So I've gone between uh, limiting the amount of players or just making it so you can't call the same player with a certain span. Um, the issue with having uh, the cooldown, like let's say if we had it to like five plays, you can't call a play again. Well, if you're on defense and you've been in a defensive formation and your offense call and the offense calls no huddle. Oof. Um, it breaks the defense. Guys are running. You know, you have to scroll down two tabs to be able to get a play. It's pretty game breaking. Um, it, might, it might, yeah, it might not be a play you want. And then all of your defensive players adjust to their new spot while the offense is there and ready. And all they have to do is press A, and there's going to be a guy wide open. And we can just already foresee that being a huge, huge issue. Yep. So the cooldowns is something that, like, I at first I thought, okay, maybe this is the way to do it. Maybe we have high cooldowns and we don't limit the amount of plays. But then that's another way that really hinders and cripples defense in a way that the offense could abuse. Um, when we did the the regular play limits, it came to the same conclusion of, well, um, if we want to lower it enough to where you can't abuse the same offensive plays, you're really hindering the defense. Yeah. So um, we 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 didn't. The fact that you can't split a... it from offense yeah, to defense is is significant. If we could, I there are a lot of more ideas that I would have loved to test that we might have been able to come up with. So, and again, talking to people um, at all the rule submissions, there were a lot of people that suggested it, but they all had different uh, ways to go about it. <laughs> yeah, different philosophies on what was the best way. There was a no consensus. So. Um, going over the whole angle of that you know we didn't want to make a hard cut decision because we know that this is something that a number of users cared about and we didn't want to uh you know feel like we were make, uh, putting our foot down and deciding for it but we also wanted to make sure that these uh, uh these points could be out there so when we do vote on it there's something that's considered and it's something that, you know, we think of before we implement them instead of, like, mid-season removing them because people hate them. You yeah, know, this... I was, uh, I was originally very pro play-calling limits, but the more I used it and the more I experimented with it, the less I could find it actually solved the problems that we wanted to implement them for in the first place.
Yeah, and, and this is, um, it's interesting because this is one of the most requested things that we addressed, be talked about. And so Ty and I, this is why we kind of saved it for last because it had the most discussion to it. Uh, Ty and I really looked at this and Ty really did kind of, he went into his secret lab and started looking at all this stuff. And it was interesting, Ty was, like he said, really strong for maybe possibly adding this play call res restriction type stuff into the game. Um, the more he looked at it, the more disastrous he found it with the current way it's implemented in the game. The fact that you can't split offense and defense is huge. The fact that it basically makes people play who play in a base defense uh, unable to is significant. And that was my, one of my biggest concerns. Um, and so... We both, honestly, the more we thought about it, the more we looked at it, the way it's currently implemented, we both pro are, are not really in favor of it. But we felt because it was so requested in the rule books, or in the rule suggestion that we'd take a look at it, we would talk about it. And so we're going to throw it out there to vote, but um, there are some pretty real issues with putting it in place right now as is. And... Um, like I said, the fact that you can't split the play calling limitations from offense and yeah. defense is huge. But I'm also going to say, and this was kind of my first take on it, uh, this rule would be in place to restrict players from making the same call, making the same plays, the same calls. My argument to all of that from the very beginning was we have rules in place in the rule book right now that basically instruct you cannot use the same play over over and over you cannot cheese you cannot spam you cannot uh rig the game in your favor in that way we are looking for diverse play calling already we are looking for simulation football and so we already have rules in place there and so if the if we're getting suggestions for play calling limits that tells me that if there are players that are not following those rules that are already there then you need to come to tie your eye and say, we believe that this player is breaking these rules and it needs to be addressed. And then Ty and I can look at it. And so we're sitting here in a position going, okay, play call restriction is an interesting thing. We see it getting brought up a lot. I'm sitting here going, okay, if, if it needs to get brought up, then you need to come and talk to us about potential problems you see with current users and then we can address that situation because it shouldn't have to be it shouldn't have to be addressed and that's kind of my point um but we're still going to throw it up to a league vote because enough of you guys were like hey let's talk about this so ty and i have had a long hard talk about it but we're still going to give it to you guys as well because it's obviously not just our league it's our league and that's a big i'm giving everybody a big hug it's our league right comrade right comrade uh that's matt i'm not Stalin. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so those are the four that we're uh, going to throw it to vote. Just recap our the regression um, veto, the ability to earn an extra one per, for creating good content every two seasons. Um, what was the other ones? The other one was the free agent sniping rule as far as should there be a cutoff an hour before we advance. Um should Kaepernick's overall be adjusted to reflect maybe something that's more accurate? Um, and then the play calling limit. So those are the four that we're going to be posting in the announcement tab after uh, probably about a day of this being released. Uh, Ty, do you have anything else to add? 
Um, I miss Madden. I miss Madden too. Uh, yeah. So we're still waiting on the scouting update at this point. Oh, we we forgot free agency. We to mention for- that. What did we forget about free agency? We forgot to tell people our plans of how we're going to deal with uh Oh, that's right. That's right. Kind of a big yes. one, especially with the start of the new file. Kind of a big one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this, yeah. Uh, do you want to... Sure, sure. So um, okay. <laughs> there is a... Obviously, at the start of every file, there is a large pool of free agents. Some that are like really good players that are just kind of floating out there that have not been signed in real life yet. And so what we're going to do and you don't even have to do it, but you're more than welcome to do it. If you want to try to get a player that's out there that you think will be hotly contested, you can send... Uh, Ty, do you want to receive him? Yeah, I'll take okay. care of it. So message Ty three free agents that are in the free agent pool right now that you want giving their name... Your pri- Let me start off. Your priority order, one, two, three. So the number one free agent you want, number two, number three. You're going to give the player's name. You're going to give what his, how many years you want to sign him for. Remember, if he's 85 overall or younger or, or lower, four years max. And then you're going to propose what his salary is and his bonuses. And you can do that for up to three players. And then we'll look at the list when people send them in before we start the file. Those players will be awarded to those teams. And then once we start the file, the rest of free agency will be a free-for-all. But if you want to land a player and say, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pay this Richard Sermon's out there. If you want to pay him $100 million over four years, you know what? There's your chance to make sure you get your guy. Um, but every other player is going to be proposing contracts, potentially for the same players. Whoever pays the most will get the player. Um, and you only get to choose three players per, per franchise. So... Um, Choose wisely, but it's just it's we're how it's how we're going to handle free agency going into the file this year. Um, Ty, I'm glad you remembered to bring that up because that was a big one. I am too. Yeah, yeah. That's and that's we're just the, we're just going to do it. This least. is not this is not one being proposed for votes. This is just this is, we're going to try it out this year and see how it works. Um, yeah. Uh, also, oh, shoot. I mean, um, yeah. Don't send them to us now. Because uh, wait until we've have a start fully date. gotten in, yeah have a start date and then we know what the free agent class, uh, free agency pool will actually be. We'll, we'll let you all know. We'll, we'll make an announcement. Oh yeah, it definitely will, especially this next week. Because de- depending on what free agents are there now versus ones that'll be there um, September whatever, whenever we start, you know, you, uh, we we're not gonna want people to keep changing their offers. Like once you send it to us, it's final. So if you want to send it now and risk it, by all means, but uh, we'd suggest you wait until we tell you when to do it. Right, right. Cool. Uh, yeah, is there anything else we need to cover? Um, I think that's it. All right. Uh, and the only, <laughs> the only thing I have to say is oops. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> That's an insight. If you joke. know, you know. Um, <laughs> thanks, guys, for listening. I actually am surprised how long this went on. 
Um, but uh, yeah, let us know what you think in the comments down below. Be sure to hit that bell button and smash that subscribe button because this is the official Madden League 20 podcast. And I believe from here on out, uh, Ty, you're going to be running the show. Uh, yep, yep. I still haven't uh, figured out the way I'm going to uh, do it. I think I'm going to have rotating co-hosts. Wonderful. I think that'll be an easier way to keep it fresh, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, that'll be great. And uh, Ty, it's been an honor to serve with you, and I'm sure you'll see me in the podcast again soon. Absolutely. I, I hope so. All right, guys. Well, thank you for tuning in. Have a wonderful night. And uh, we'll catch you on the other side.